be a different episode. I am Bree. And I'm Becky. And we're here to talk about some pop music. And we got a good one today. Oh boy. We're here with uh, A-teens. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. uh, Becky, how's, how's it going? How's your dizzy? How was the you weekend? Know, it was good. It's October. We did something super spooky and went and got our flu shots on Friday. <laughs> so we got jabbed with that. And then I was super tired all weekend and didn't move from the couch. We watched all the really fun 70s horror movies. Do you know, I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time this weekend. Oh. And it's actually pretty tame. There's not a whole lot of chainsawing in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's it's, it's not a great name. I'll, I'll say that. I was expecting more chainsaw, but that's fine. Yeah. It, it was it was okay. It was it was fun. There there were some uh, some good quality kills. There were some uh, a lot of screaming. Uh, what I assume is a mentally challenged family killing people, which is questionable ethics of filmmaking at that time. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good. It was good. Good good zone out movie. <laughs> That's How's a zone your... out. <laughs> How was your weekend? Um, well, we did some uh, some spooky trivia over here. Um, it went really well. It's always very stressful for me beforehand because I planned these like a month in advance. People get very advance. heated about their <laughs> trivia. I've seen them. They do. Um, I plan this for like a month in advance. And when do I decide to actually put it together? A couple nights before. Um, so this was no different. I'm, I'm shocked. Um, <laughs> but it came together. It came together. Um, it, yeah, it was nice. It was fun. We had people share their spooky stories at the end of it. Oh, um, it's like one I of the that. bonus questions. Um, so that was fun hearing some some spooks, spooky oh. stories. I don't really have one. Nothing really spooky happens to me, and I would like to keep it that way. I don't want to invite that energy into my home. Definitely um, more than a, f- a few spooky stories that we could get to at a different time. <laughs> Uh, it won't take up our beautiful Pop 2K podcast to discuss them, but maybe maybe someday we'll put together a spooky podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. maybe on Bree and Friends. Maybe. Ooh. <laughs> Pretty sure the last episode I did was last Halloween, so, you know, bring yeah. it full circle. It's the year anniversary, the moon is full, it's time for a new episode of Bree and Friends. We'll see. We'll see about it. But today... Uh, guys and dolls um (laughs) great musical um we're talking about everyone's favorite swedish pop band uh abba i mean wait yeah but (laughs) (laughs) oh we already screwed it up and it's not even oh man 18 but they're the abba generation so i mean uh, kind of. Man, okay. So, <laughs> I have a confession. Before we start, before we start any of this. So, 18s came out in 1999-ish. So, I was like 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, my household was not about the disco or dance music. Um, it was all about, like... Bruce Springsteen, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles. Disco was not a part 
of our upbringing with my parents. And so <laughs> when this album came out, I knew, somehow I knew that the single, the single that everyone remembers, Dancing Queen from ABBA and 18s, I knew mm-hmm. that that was a cover. Didn't know anything else was a cover, though. <laughs> totally thought that the 18s came up with these amazing pop songs. Yes. All as by did themselves. I. Had no idea there was anyone else behind it. As did I. I, Dancing Queen was the first one I heard, and I thought. Like, cause you remember how they used to have like those commercials when it was like a newer pop band that's out and they would have commercials selling their CDs when you call yeah. like the 800 number. Mm-hmm. 18s had one and they were in this cool colored room, looked like an iPod commercial, um, <laughs> singing Dancing Queen and Mamma Mia. And I was like, who are they and how do I get this? Yeah. Yes, please. I didn't know ABBA existed until yeah. later much later i wonder if that's how i found them because i'm pretty sure i have this like burned in memory of seeing them on either nickelodeon or disney channel and them performing super trooper on a beach Ooh. and that's how i discovered probably them. disney they were on radio disney a lot like heavy rotation on radio disney <laughs> <laughs> So I'm guessing that's where it came from. But yeah, I like I'm glad I'm not alone on that because I feel a little ashamed. <laughs> we were like ten. We didn't know. Yeah. We weren't that musically like you know, what? You know, my parents told me after when I kept playing the song, they're like, you know, this is like a cover of something and I'm like, You're My at, parents never you're told lying. me those jerks. <laughs> but I mean I I had heard Dancing Queen before because uh all of our family parties before my family got old and everyone died. (laughs) (laughs) I come from an older generation family. I was like the youngest. So everyone was like 60 plus when I arrived in this world. Don't ask Um. me how. But um, so before everyone died when I was young, uh, my family used to have all these parties. And if you live in the Chicago area, there was a radio station, and maybe you remember this, but it was Oldies 104.3 with Dick Biondi. And Casey Kasem. And Casey Kasem, yeah. (laughs) So they would put that on, and you would hear all these songs. And Dancing Queen was usually part of that rotation somewhere, even though it kind of skewed more toward the 60s and not disco. Mm -hmm. um, It still came up, so I did hear... Dancing Queen before on Oldies 104.3. I so, don't remember Oldies 104.3. I was really upset when it changed to whatever I think the crap the, it was. Is it the mix now? I don't know. It's Corporate had like two or three was. iterations at this point, yeah. but when it switched over, I was like grieving. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh man, Dick Biondi. What a DJ. And Casey. Casey 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 what did he do? He did those, um... He did, like, the countdown. He did the something. countdown, but then he also did, like, countdowns and dedications where someone had, like, a sob story where, like... Oh, yeah. Someone had cancer, and they'd be like, I want to dedicate Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On to my Aunt Janice, who's in hospice. Oh, Janice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and you'd be, like, crying into your radio because it was super sad, and... He'd be like, why do I listen to this, Casey? You know what rivaled that was um, Delilah on uh, <clears throat> 93.9, The Light. 
FM. She, like, I really only listened to that station around Christmas because, I mean, I know you don't agree, uh, but I love me a good Christmas song. And (laughs) they play Christmas songs for, like, mid-November all the way through to Christmas. And, like, she came on later in the evening and she would play, like, the saddest Christmas songs ever while reading these horrible, horrible sad stories. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Why? Like that wonderful uh, Christmas song where the guy's like, I want to buy these shoes. No! Yes! <laughs> I can't do it! <laughs> That's the one. Uh, My dad can't listen to the to that song. He hasn't listened to it in like decades. We can't do it. Uh, as soon as we hear it, we're like, all right, nope. Off. Nope. Sir, I want to buy these <laughs> shoes. For my mother, please. It's Christmas Eve, and these shoes will fit her fine, or something like that. I don't know. Oh, God. Anyway, (laughs) 18s. Sorry, I I went on a tangent. (laughs) So, uh, Brie, do you want to throw out some facts about 18s? Sure do, Becky. Um, Oh, boy. 18s. Um, if you ever want to type in their name in a search engine, make sure you use the little star, the asterisk, a asterisk teens. Um, they were a Swedish pop music group, uh, from Stockholm, Sweden, uh, formed by Niklas Berg. I'm going to do horrible at pronouncing these names, so oh, I'm so sorry. Fun. Um, back in 1998 and they were originally an ABBA or ABBA tribute band called ABBA teens. And, you know, later they just shortened it to 18s uh, for obvious contract reasons. I mean, why would you limit yourself that way? What if you wanted to cover some other Swedish pop band, (laughs) Ace of Base? Um, So, I'm going to give a little bit, I think it's needed. We're going to have to talk about 18s and ABBA or ABBA. In the same vein, I think we, we need to give a little bit of both because I think they're both important because we wouldn't mm-hmm. have 18s without ABBA or ABBA. Which is it? For real? <laughs> is it like a regional preference? Like, I'm going to say ABBA. I'm going to make that commitment. I'll say ABBA. Because there's, there's both we are. Um, pronunciations online, so I don't know. Um, we're going to talk about these in the same because... I mean, they wrote the songs, damn it. Even though we didn't know it, they made these. So. We thank them for it. Yeah. So, anyways, fun fact about ABBA. Um, they are a Swedish pop supergroup, just like 18s, formed in Stockholm in 1972 by, oh boy, here we go. <clears throat> Agnetha Foltskog, Bjorn Olves, Benny Anderson, thank God for that, <laughs> and Andy Fridlingstad. Lovely. Yes. The group's name is an acronym of the first letters of their first names. It sure is. Yeah. Um, and they're actually oh um, kind of similar to Fleetwood Mac, but without, well, I mean, they all still broke up, but they were married couples, actually. Oh. They all broke up, but it's fine. Um, and then another fun fact for our European uh, listeners, if you didn't know, they won Eurovision in 1974. That makes a lot of sense. Giving Sweden its first <laughs> triumph in the contest. And they are the most successful group to have taken part in the competition. I can't say I know another Eurovision group. 
Me either. Well, maybe, and I just don't know it. But I, I, I want to start watching it. I mean, they're probably not doing it this year, but I still want to watch. <laughs> maybe I'll catch up years past. Did you see the Will Ferrell movie on Netflix? No, but it is on my list. Yeah. I want to. We're meaning to do it. Andy, Andy, uh, my partner, is not thrilled with the idea since he's lived Eurovision <laughs> in the UK. Oh. And so he's like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> but I'm like, it'll be fun. Come on. We can do a Netflix group watch because I'm sure Dante doesn't want to watch it either. They'll be fine, though. They'll just it's complain fine. and whine the whole time and we'll just laugh at them. It's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> um so the band members of 18s i almost called them abba where are they doing that uh were oh gosh here we go okay they're not as marie, bad you got, you got it easy marie marie sernholt amit paul um danny linovald <laughs> and sarah lumhold those aren't as bad um, the band's debut album became a success around the world in 2001, following their second album, Teen Spirit, which is also great. Love it. It was reported that the band had sold 2 million copies. It is certified gold here in the U.S. of A, guys. Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, and after six years together, the band announced they would take a break in 2004 uh, after the release of their greatest hits album, they had to, they put together a greatest hits album, which really isn't it also ABBA's greatest hits, like a mix, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, each song from that album became a top twenty hit at least one in at least one country around the world. Yeah. I will say, um, it wasn't number one here. No. But it was number one in my heart. Yes. If it's any consolation, I also have some fun facts about what happened to them after, but we'll get to that later. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the specific album that 18s did, the Alba Generation. We already know it's just basically Alba's greatest hits redone by them. <laughs> so. In early 1999, uh, the band started the recording process of what would be their debut album, The ABBA Generation, consisting purely of ABBA covers reinterpreted with a modern pop and electronic flair to appeal to a new generation of young pop fans. And that was me. That was me. And boy, did they bring it, guys. Oh, man. Uh, their first single, Mamma Mia, topped the charts in over 10 countries, including their home country, Sweden, where it stayed at <laughs> number one for eight consecutive weeks. Casey Kasem would be so proud of them. <laughs> Here it is again at the top of the charts, Mamma Mia. <laughs> that, that's, a good, that's a good Casey Kasem impression. Thanks. Um... So, the band's music video for Dancing Queen was based off of The Breakfast Club. I watched this. It was delightful. Got you for two months. Delightful. Delightful. <laughs> uh, the principal in the music video, played by Paul Gleason, is the same actor as the principal in the film. He must love that role. Like, I've, I'm sure he's been in other things, but that's the only way I recognize him. I totally thought when i saw him initially i thought it was tom bergeron from you know he does look like yeah you're right yeah i i got confused between those two um um they see. had they had um if you didn't know 
I know we're still on the average generation, so I apologize. Um, they, they had they had four studio albums, um, in thirteen sing- singles, um, but as mentioned before, only two of those singles made like you know top U.S. charts. Like Dancing Queen came at ninety five, and Upside Down from their next album came at ninety three. Oh, but still certified gold here. I mean they. They made it, sort of. <laughs> they made it on the kids' unit, which makes a lot of sense. Um, being that, you know, kids could enjoy it and adults could too, because they remember it. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, I wanted to give... I always have a succinct memory of each of these albums that we're covering so far. Um, and I'm sure that will end probably in the next episode, but more on that later. Um <laughs> So I remember getting this album when I was like nine, nine or ten, and before that, previously, I had mostly gotten my music taste from my older sister, who was like into the alternative grunge scene, whatever, and for whatever reason, I really, really liked 18s, and so I saved up my pocket money, got this album, played it up super super loud and my sister had friends over and i remember them laughing at how i don't know i guess i thought it was dumb it was like my first time ever witnessing like music shaming in that sense where they're like oh this isn't real music like how could you listen to this you were listening to the smashing pumpkins before this how could you go to oh 18s it's relative like, well, I think that actually affected me for a long time because, you know, through high school and whatnot, I never admitted that I listened to pop music. I was always like, no, I listen to rock music. And, like, it's kind of sad. Like, why would you crush some kid's, like, opinion of music? Mm-hmm. And They ought to be shamed. They should be because there's nothing wrong with liking this type of music. It's fun. It, it's happy. And I, the worst part about it is is I also gave one of my cousins shit for enjoying 18s, like, later in life. Like, she was listening to um, their first and second album, and she was, like, 18, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you listening to this still? I I got both a... I'll say this right now, on the air. I got both a Chris Brown CD at age 17... And the Hannah Montana soundtrack because you can't tell me those songs don't slap. <laughs> so I had no shame. Like, make fun of me all you want. I'm about to get my life. Yeah, and you should feel no shame. There is no place for music shaming in the world. You shouldn't do it. If you like something, you like something. It shouldn't have to be like, I'm not cool or I should feel bad for liking this. Unless there's like something, you know, harmful in the music <laughs> you know which does happen but there's but you shouldn't apologize um, for what you like anyways no i i all i listen to really from well not all but a good chunk of what we listen to especially in car rides because my sister's like seven years younger than mm-hmm. me so like occasionally they would put on like b96 or kiss fm or something um, but most of those songs, it's like, well, we don't want a five-year-old to hear this. So <laughs> they pop on Radio Disney and this is what's playing. And I freaking loved it. 
loved it. I went to school proudly waving my pop flag like this is what I listen to. If you don't like it, sucks to be you. Um, so yeah, I would I, I would have I would have stuck up for you. Oh, thanks. You're you're a much stronger individual because I felt like I had to hide this little part of me and like be super tough and be like, no, I like Nirvana. And I do. I do like rock music. But I also like it's this It's okay too. to have both. Yeah, you're supposed to have a good range of things. And yeah, you should. I had too much self-confidence as a child and it's all gone away now. <laughs> um, but I didn't give a shit what anyone had to say about me or what I was doing. Roughly from the ages of birth to about 20. Then I started to care a lot. Um, after, before then, though, I'm like, whatever. I'll do what I want. And, yeah. But, you know, screw it. Um, do you have an initial memory of discovering 18s or this album particularly? Uh, yes. That commercial and then constantly hearing them on uh, Radio Disney. Mm-hmm. I, again, I didn't know who ABBA was. And... I don't remember the day it was revealed to me that they were a thing. And I don't think I actually heard it until it was like on the radio or something. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Or until the musical came out. (laughs) Yes, I love Mamma Mia. I'll say this. Since I saw Mamma Mia, I can't, even when I hear them sing it or ABBA, all I can think is Karen Smith from Mean Girls singing this (laughs) and Meryl Streep. And I love it. Um, Isn't Cher that's a great in movie. the second one? I didn't see the second Neither one, but I. yes, she is. Man. Yes, she is. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot, I hear. Um, but yeah, I didn't have the actual CD. I was a big collector of compilation CDs because I couldn't just choose one. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I I had this on a compilation CD because Radio Disney also had like yeah. Radio Disney jams. I had one of those. Um, I had them all, and then when LimeWire became a thing, oh I had everything I wanted on my little MP3 player. Including Sometimes I had every the... computer virus known to man. <laughs> Listen to me. I don't know how I did it, but I don't think I ever had an issue. Like, I would see, like, the stuff on the news pop up, like, oh, you can't use this because this, that, and the third. I don't know if we just had powerful machines or what. Man. Or maybe I didn't even realize it was happening and my parents went behind me and fixed it. But I was like, are you a very smart consumer now? You like go in and read all the reviews and you catch all the fishing action because you're like, man, oh, I'm I of do. the LimeWire generation. You cannot Got Norton me. installed. Can't, can't, not getting in here. Um, but yeah, I had, I didn't have their full album until I got my little MP3 player. <clears throat> and I downloaded all of the songs on the MP3 player. <laughs> um so i didn't get the cool disco ball uh cd although that would have been amazing it was nifty if i would have probably um after i downloaded the digital version i probably would have hung up that disco ball cd i should find it <laughs> <sighs> so you want to get into these tracks let's do it oh i want to point out one more thing because i agree okay. with this person um i read on one of the little articles a review uh, well, part of a review um, by Alex Henderson, who uh, was part of All Music. Our friend Alex. Whatever that is. But he <laughs> said um, <laughs> that uh, they had, you know, the album was okay because they have versions of ABBA gems. 
uh, like Take a Chance on Me, Mamma Mia, Dancing Queen, you know, their whole catalog. Um, and they're not, he said, they aren't brilliant, but they're enjoyable. And they show just how well the songs have held up over time. Now, thinking back, um, I was an excitable 10-year-old. So this, all this whole energy. album, seriously, this whole album is like you're on speed the entire time. And then you kind of slow down at the end. I got tired just listening to it again <laughs> as an almost 30-year-old. Like, I can't do it anymore. I, can't, I, don't, I don't have anything else to give. Um, but these songs do hold up. Like, I, these songs are almost, or they are, 70 was how many years ago now? I can't do math. <gasps> Shit. 50? Yeah, 50. Yeah, I think you could redo these again in a different group and it would still be good. Yeah, so good fucking job, Abba. Seriously. Um, so let's roll into track number one here with Mamma Mia. The heavy hitter coming right out of the gate. <laughs> I've been cheated by you since I don't know when. Like right off the bat, you're dancing. Yeah. Like doing all those like glow stick dances. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt like doing. I remember running around my room like a crazy person, to your credit. Probably the same issue as you. Had too much energy as a 10-year-old. Where is that shit now? I don't know. I'm saying, give it back. Um, cleaning my room like no other, like running around with a vacuum, jumping on the bed, tripping over things, scaring the cats away. That is a perfect 2000s movie montage, like teen movie yeah. montage. You're jumping on the bed, like your cats are scattering everywhere, you're dusting everything, you're sneezing. It's great. It zooms in on the cat running away when they go, oh, well. <laughs> Exactly. You could make your own music video to this song doing anything quickly, really. I mean, it's it's just a dance cover of ABBA, but it goes hard um, from beginning to end. I do find it a little weird that a Swedish band is exclaiming Italian phrases. I, I don't know how... <laughs> I mean, maybe we play too much. That's terrible. That an entire culture where, like, maybe we play too much Mario Kart in our day. (laughs) Sorry, Italy. I love you. Um, I just, I feel like you could play this at a club today, and I would still be out on the floor with my beverage, um, preferably in hip huggers, clogs, and a spaghetti string tank top with some sort of vest. I feel like would be my outfit of choice. I did watch the music video to this um, before we recorded. I don't know if you've watched it recently. There's some, they have some weird catering gig, don't they? Yeah, they have oh, a like... catering gig at like an art gallery opening. And first of all, the two boys in 18s, I can't remember, I forgot their name already. They have nothing um, to do, like, any of the time. <laughs> Why are they there? You could get rid of them and miss nothing. Um, sorry, Danny boys. and Amit. Um, but they also look like they're 10 years old. It's super weird. They do. I don't remember them looking that young. Because I think I really, really got into them on their second album, where they all looked a little bit older. But, like, young boys, they, like, shoot up overnight, and you don't know. It's creepy. What happens? It's weird. Like, 
It's weird. Yeah. They yeah they look ten years old and they look like a bunch of nerds, like major <laughs> nerds. Poor kids. Um, Just trying to make money over the summer with the catering gig. But this actually opened the door to me like going down the rabbit hole and watching all of their music videos. And I think I, I told you this. They are terrifying with their smiles. They do not stop smiling throughout the entire music video. It's the drugs. <laughs> Man, I mean, maybe it's just living in Sweden where everyone's super happy all the time. And Is this what happiness feels like? Is it, isn't it like supposedly the happiest country on earth or something? I mean, beautiful scenery, so why not? I mean, How can you not be happy? I mean, unless you're like reading those creepy uh thriller novels like girl with the dragon's tattoo those aren't those aren't very happy oh, so you have like two yeah. sides of sweden you have <laughs> 18s and abba and then you have girl with the dragon's tattoo what a world <laughs> anyways back to mama mia um i don't have much more to say about this song besides like it's the one that everyone knows besides dancing queen for ABBA mm-hmm. and E-Teens, and the fact that, I don't know, that you can do a cover that's so close to the original. I mean, like, good job, kids. What were you, like, 13 when you did this? And they didn't mess it up. No. Like, it just, I I don't know how to, like, it really is just a carbon copy of it with more drums over it and voice effects. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's good. And you know what I appreciate? There's only four of these young people, and they can harmonize in four-part harmony. Um, Which we didn't get a lot of with the seven young people we had (laughs) previously. Those Brits. So, right off the bat, I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. Um, Yeah, lots of energy. Um, And it doesn't stop once you get to gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh my god, I love gimme, gimme, gimme. I love both versions. Um, It's a total club banger. I just love it. And... I feel like ABBA was ahead of their time with this one. They really like, were. I mean, okay, so in the remake, they have, like, a dubstep bass drop, like, three and a half something minutes in. And I was just like, yeah! <laughs> like, this is awesome! Um, More glow sticks. Yeah, it sounds like you're in a rave. And I would imagine if I had gone to Sweden... When I was, like, in my early 20s, I would have ended up in one of these clubs wearing, <laughs> like, leather pants and a vinyl Absolutely. vest. And Absolutely. Just dancing the night away. And I said, it was kind of like in the movie Miss Congeniality where all the girls go and party. Yes! And they're like, let's go bonding! With the paint drums? Yes, with the paint drums, and they're taking, like, shots out of, like, test tubes. I loved that scene. I was like, oh my god! And they're all drunk. Being in my 20s is gonna be great. And they're all bonding, <laughs> and they're eating pizza, and I'm like, this is what the future's gonna be like. It was not. I mean, kinda. Kinda. Well, we had a highlighter party once. That's like as close That's true. as we got. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's draw on each other with highlighter and sit by a black light and oh. drink beer. That sounds fun. I still have photos from that. Um, uh, you should. Sh- I was more of a spectator. You should share that. I want to see those. Yes. Um, yes. No problem. <laughs> but yeah, gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> 
Um, also, a weird music video. Um, yeah. Where they're in, like, weird snow globes dancing in red vests, where I was like, is this, like, a cult? <laughs> like, are, are, you, are you drinking A dancing cult? Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Just more of a weird, like, I, these kids were nonstop. Like, maybe they had too much Mountain Dew. I want just... a Zumba video or a Zumba tape of all of these dances yes! so I can do it alone. I, w- I would do that. I would lose so much weight if you would just put <laughs> the 18s or Abba songs into a Zumba video and dance. Answer the door doing an ab crunch? Yeah. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I need. Um, so I have an ABBA fun fact about this song. Oh. So, um... ABBA, the band, wanted the narrator of the song to weave an image of a lonely woman who longs for a romantic relationship and views her loneliness as a forbidding darkness of night, even drawing parallels to how the happy endings of movie stars are so different from her own existence. That's deep. Isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> also something you'll enjoy the melody line of the song the abba song was played on an arp odyssey synthesizer i knew i'm like what is that like it's not a flute it's not an actual it's flute a, that's something else it's a synth. probably one of the first like uses of a major synth in a pop song probably yeah i'm just they were assuming of course <laughs> they were just hitting their stride in the 70s especially with disco um, he just keeps coming back. Uh, but Stevie Wonder was also one of the first people to be like, "What's that there? Let's use it a lot." Um, same with Herbie Hancock, Quincy Jones. They were all up on it. Man, um, I love me a good Quincy and, Jones soundtrack too. Oh, sidetrack, guys. Go watch Quincy on Netflix. Your mind will be blown, and you will discover what a treasure this man is, and how he's literally a part of everything that you're doing right now. I'm gonna have to um, do that. Yeah, it's good. It's real good. Uh, much like this song. Like, I, I get hyped just from the start of it. I, The original included. I love Do it. Do you get and a feeling of, like, vampires with this song? Like, true blood vampires, maybe. Because I, like, in an alternate <laughs> universe, I pictured... Have you seen the movie Blade? Maybe parts oh, of boy. it. Okay, so Blade has one of these crazy 90s intros where they're at a dance club and they're playing like hardcore techno music and there's people there and what the people don't know is that most of the people there are vampires so when the bass drops in the club they just all start getting eaten and oh my god i can see it now exactly in an alternate universe It could have been this song playing instead of some, like, weird new metal Euro trash punk song. It could have been this song instead. I think they missed an opportunity. Can you imagine Blade going around killing vampires in this song? It'd be great. No, we can do it. We can mesh it together. Someone we'll someone call way. Wesley Snipes and ask him what he thinks. Is he around still? Where is he? Wesley! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How are those taxes going, buddy? Oh no, was he one of those who <laughs> cheated on his taxes? A little bit, a little oh. bit, just evaded him a little bit. It's all right. He did his time. He paid his dues. It's all right, our own president, you know. <laughs> Fine, Wesley. 
you're in great company. Quote unquote. Oh. <laughs> great, great company. <laughs> Anyways, any more about gimme, gimme, gimme? Um, no, just that I would start to get tired around this time now if I were cleaning, <laughs> running around on the floor dancing to it. <laughs> yeah, that's why you need the drugs as a 10 year old. <laughs> If only Dare hadn't been part of our upbringing, we could have gotten through this whole album. <laughs> I graduated. I can't touch that nope, stuff. Nope, not for me. Just say no. Just say no to 18s. <laughs> I see that line in my head every time. Just say no. Okay. Super Trooper. Yes. Right off the bat, you know what I'm about to say. Dim harmonies. You know, my... Perfect four part loved it <laughs> my favorite part of this song is the only part that you ever hear the guys do when they do their little super trooper <laughs> oh, that's my favorite part it's like I heard you there you are there you are you nerds super trooper so like it's just it's it's I love it so much it's so I don't even know how to just it's fun and again, when I hear it, I can't help but hear the original, and then I can't help but hear Meryl Streep and um, that other actress lady whose name I can't remember, but she always plays like a sassy lady, um, <laughs> singing this in Greece uh, to their daughter, Amanda Seyfried. Did you say? Oh, girl who oh, played a. I thought you meant it in Karen the movie Smith. Greece, not the country. I was like, oh. you're merging musicals. What is happening? <laughs> There's a crossover. <laughs> um, but yes, I just really love this song. It's very fun and cute, cute and fun. Um, and the video was, well, I don't know if the video was funny and cute. It just, it had like the, their little fangirl in it. Yeah, I was, was laughing like obsessed with them. my ass off at this video because this was before we had like good photography um, or video. I always pause. So... Okay, I'll back up. <laughs> the premise of the video is, like, this little girl's a fan, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, jump in here. Um, mm -hmm. So this little girl's a fan, and her family has all this crazy 18s merchandise. and Even mugs. Yes, the mugs. I remember the mugs, because the dad pulls out a mug. Um, and they, they're performing the song in the music video on the merchandise, but the funny thing is, is like every time they pause or like they, they freeze on a frame, they have the most unattractive faces on. They're always like their mouths and tongues are half like open in a weird angle. So they look like they're slobbering or they have like they look like they're about to sneeze. It's like you couldn't pick a different frame. They're literally smiling the entire time and you pick the one frame where they look like imbeciles like what are you doing <laughs> but they're smiling having fun feeling like a number one do you know what a super trooper is um i do not okay please tell me i had to look Wait, this I up because like i, I might, but... for the life of me i never looked it up i, I was just like whatever it's a super trooper you know it's a it's a cool cop or an army guy who knows <laughs> just uh but it's not. It's not that. Um, oh. It's actually uh, the stage lights that follow you when you're performing. Ah, 
Oh. So. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense now that you listen to the song and it's always like, lights are gonna find me. And I was like, why didn't I ask what that was? Now, I assumed um, the Super Trooper was like some, some like military guy. Um, And like I had a whole story made up. What Um, was the story? I need to know. I was like, you know. Like that she's saying, like, you know, I'm having fun right now. I'm shining like the sun, feeling like number one. Um, um, and you know, maybe she thought her super trooper because you know, another Ava song, Fernando. Oh yeah. I thought maybe Fernando was making a comeback. Like, you know <laughs> like, oh, you know, I thought my 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 soldier was gone, but you know what? I'm gonna go uh, to this club, a la Pitbull. Um, I I might not have a lot of money, but I got just enough to get in this club, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna dance my ass off while I'm still young. Um, and I thought, yeah, I'm just gonna have fun. But you know what? I know somewhere in this room you're here, either spiritually or actually here, because you're gonna shine your like you know like maybe one of the military vehicles has like lights. <laughs> it just shines in the, it just like shines in the street. And it's like there you are. Because, you know, in Fernando, they're, like, in the middle of some war battle or something. Oh. And they're like, there was something in the air that night. They should have did Fernando on here, too. I mean, yeah, they missed an opportunity. Something <laughs> I just thought of that's not related. Do you think that Lady Gaga's Alejandro is a take on Fernando? Absolutely, I do now, yes. Didn't make that connection until now. I have to re-listen. We see you, Stephanie. We see what you're doing. All right. I'm going to move it along to one of us. Did you catch what one of us sounds exactly like? A stone, a stone, girl. It sounds like I saw the sign. Not <laughs> to only me. that, it also sounds... I saw the sign. That was very good. It also sounds... <laughs> it, it borrows the exact same bass line as Don't Turn Around from Ace of Base as well. Did you hear that one? Which is basically, I saw the sign. Don't turn around. Because you gonna, gonna see, see my, my heart break. Yeah. They basically <laughs> did the same song 50,000 times. Let's be honest. Um, and it's still good. I love it. But <laughs> to your point, this song, One of Us, is like where you get to take a little bit of a break. Right, you know, it's like, all right, let's cool down a little bit. It's like a a hit workout. So, like, this is your cool down, and then we're gonna get right back into it. You get a drink of water. You feed the cat. (laughs) You go downstairs. Your mother yells at you to turn down your music because it's too loud. Because you can't hear her WNUA ninety five point five smooth jazz. (laughs) Smooth jazz. That's what my mother listened to when we pissed her off. Like, you knew she was in a bad mood if she was listening to W. Stop! Yes! You knew she was in a bad mood if she was listening to the jazz music station, WNUA, or or she was doing taxes. One of two things. (laughs) Which I don't even remember WNUA playing jazz. I remember them playing, like... Celine Dion. I remember both. We listened to it a lot. Like if it was, if we were driving somewhere late, my parents would turn it on. Oh, that's. And soothing. it would just be the chillest ride in that minivan. Um, and like whatever announcer. Okay. Uh, especially around the holidays, we got uh Kenny G coming up next playing uh Silent Night. Ooh. You know. Here on Smooth Jazz. 
95.5. Why do I remember all this shit? Oh. Because it's good, <laughs> Becky. It was great. It was a beautiful time back then when radio wasn't. I terrible. wanted to come back. Oh man! And now, and now, um, I listen to jazz almost every night. Uh, while winding down after the day, so I turned into my mother. Awesome. Love a good jazz guitar, though. They always had a good jazz guitar on WNUA, mixed with a nicely produced, crisp-sounding saxophone. It was love. Love. They also like to play the Titanic soundtrack quite a bit, not just Celine Dion. <laughs> I remember that. I mean, it was all pretty. Well, no. Well, I guess in, it wasn't really a calm movie, <laughs> but they wanted you to be calm, like those guys playing with the ship as it went down. <laughs> I don't know what this says about me as a person, but when that movie first came out, my mom had the the VHS set because it had to be on three different VHSs. Four. It was on four. And oh, four. And I would always just come in on the part where the boat was splitting in half because that's when the action I starts. I just thought this looks cool and terrifying, and you know that's all I'm here for. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I do remember. I did. That was like a mainstay for every sleepover you went to from like 96 <laughs> to 2000. It's like, we gotta watch Titanic or Spice World. Yeah. Celine, what a queen. Man. What a queen. Speaking of which, um, you should also watch the uh, David Foster documentary on Netflix because Celine Dion's on that as a 19-year-old just slaying some vocals like it's not even a problem for her. Um so I suggest you watch that too. Um, back to one of us here. Uh, I read the original anyway, uh, was supposed to be about a woman trying to revive a relationship that she had ended. And I'm like, well, you ended it girl. So yeah, it's done. You know, just let it go. Let it go. You gotta be, you gotta be strong in yourself. Woman. The, the song gave me divorce, but make it fun. (laughs) I wonder if this was made after the couples all broke up because. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I got to dig deeper into ABBA now. Disco Fleetwood Mac. Yep. Yeah. Listen to the wind blow. But I think I oh got God. a ABBA should cover Fleetwood Mac. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a teen group covering Fleetwood Mac would work well. So much teen angst. Are you kidding? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh boy. You don't love me now. Oh man. Then you'll never love me again. I feel like Taylor Swift would try to do that. I'm sure she has. Ugh. I'm positive there's a Fleetwood Mac cover by Tay Tay Swift somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> whenever I hear her name, I think of this one Vine. Remember Vine? Um, R.I.P. <laughs> where they merged her song 22 with a video of this woman <laughs> like going off on someone so it's like i don't know about you bitch i hope the fuck you do <laughs> and I, whenever, I hear, whenever i hear her name i'm like yes oh i just immediately go there i'll send you the video yes, later please. it's great I need, I need to witness that <laughs> i need to have that in my life um but yeah, anything else no. on uh, one of us? No, I want to move on to Voulez-Vous. <laughs> because I think this is my favorite out of the whole album, probably. Because, and Brie, we have talked about this before many times in our youth and, and now. This oh song 
Makes me want to be at fucking Studio 54. <gasps> yes! It is, it is awesome. I want to be at a disco club and bell bottoms and like a long sleeved corduroy shirt, just like dancing. And and who knows what oh we would gosh. get up to? We'd probably be like covered in sweat and disgusting. But it would be. But it's all great. It's Studio Fifty Four, <laughs> man. Oh, we would have gotten into a lot of trouble if we were alive back then. I feel like probably. But great trouble, good trouble, healthy trouble. Experience is trouble. But I don't know. We'd be <laughs> we'd be more worldly than we are now. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Worldly. Like it. it worldly. I think. Even though this is my favorite song on the album, I think this is where they could not get close to the original because the original is yeah. amazing. It does not have the same depth that the original has. <clears throat> um, fun fact, um, ABBA wrote this song um, in the Bahamas um, where oh. they thought that, um, well, not that they thought, but the proximity to Miami made it convenient to record the backing track at Criteria Studios with the members of the disco group Foxy. Oh! And Criteria Studios is also where the Bee Gees made all their disco records. Yeah, I was gonna say, Criteria's a famous studio. So, and this is also the only ABBA song to ever be recorded outside of Sweden. Oh, wow. So You know, I I love this. Um, To bring it into the future well not the future back to 18s in well no not 18s in in Mamma Mia Vule is the one where they're uh they're partying it up I think either right before the wedding that was supposed to happen um and it's like literally this whole island just jamming out (laughs) and there's like a choreographed dance they're all doing I thought you were gonna say the island blew up or something (laughs) (laughs) Mamma Mia turned into a disaster film like Dante's Inferno. Turned pretty quickly. <laughs> Just like Titanic. There's four tapes. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through, the island explodes. People fall into the volcano. Shares swim into safety. It's all good. Singing If I Can Turn Back Time. If I can turn back time. <laughs> There's a lot of singing in this one. I apologize. Um, That's what the people are here for. I mean, it also gave me like tango vibes. Oh yeah. Like when you do the ah, that part, the you know, and the beat behind it. If you can get past the dance, gave me T A N G O vibes. Ooh, I could totally see dancing in the club and just stomping around with your like high heeled boots. <laughs> ah, so good. Dancing with the Stars, I can do a tango to this. You know. I wonder if they have had a, like an ABBA night on Dancing with the Stars. They should. They have to have. Why haven't they? Let's pitch okay. it. Okay. Call Tom Bergeron. Oh, I'm sorry. Tyra. Tyra is oh, the host God. now. Bless it. I'm not pleased about you, that. You don't like Tyra as the host? Of- I, 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 I don't. <laughs> I don't like Tyra. Period. No? Um, I don't. She, I don't. She does the most. The most. And I realize this is me saying that. But I I can't take her. I just can't take her. Um, and I'm still not over, pardon me, the whole blow up 
on America's Next Top Model. I saw that shit happen live. I was very confused. Tiffany? Um, when, yes. Oh. When she's like, we are rooting for you. We were all rooting. I'm like, Tyra, police, girl. I Just because she's not over here. yelled at a woman like this in my entire life. Okay, well, good for you. Like, I, I too, would have been like, can we calm down? I don't know what happened backstage. Like girl just because she wasn't boohooing with the rest of them she's like trying to encourage everyone else and she's like look at you be upset be angry you can be upset by yourself i mean we actually are in the process of re-watching all of america's next top model we're on season 10 oh so every friday we end up watching like five or six episodes um, and Andy's never, he's seen some episodes, but he'd never saw that episode. Oh, getting someone's <laughs> live reaction to that, it was beautiful. He thought it... Oh. I just really like the makeover episodes. Yeah, those are the best. I also like mm-hmm. when they cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I also love to see them weep. I like to see them weep while their hair gets ripped out of their head. It's it's fine. Oh, and, and she's always so excited. We're going to shave your head. Um, well, I also enjoy, okay. and um, I'll ask you for your perspective on this as an African-American woman who's um, worn weaves before. I really enjoy when they give white girls the weaves and they're like crying throughout the entire process like little bitches. Oh, sweet summer child. Every time I see that, I'm like, girl, it could be worse. Shut the fuck Like, your hair is not as coarse as ours, so it's not gonna hurt as much because they don't have to like detangle a whole bunch and like get to the... Mm-hmm. You're, it's fine. Calm down. Take an Advil before and after. Like, it'll be over soon. You would think you have that they're getting easy. open heart surgery the way that Seriously. <laughs> And the part that hurts the most is just the French braiding. It's not like they sew the hair to your scalp. It's like in the braid. That's it. That's all. Like, get it. Like, they'll be fine. I hope we're learning, ladies. It's fine. You'll be okay. Man. It's like an hour and a half tops. Should be lucky. Yeah. And they're acting like they're getting their wisdom teeth yanked out. For real. (gasps) You don't know pain. Sit up in a chair for 12 hours getting micro braids. You shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> SOS. Uh, <laughs> oh, this has one of my favorite lines in this song. SOS. I like how they say, me SOS in it. And then when they go, when you're gone, do, 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 how can I even try to go on? And then there's this really loud electronic noise that's just like, wee, woo, wee, woo, wee. <laughs> that's the SOS. That, I mean, yeah. That, Help! You, you know? <laughs> I didn't even think of that. It's the siren. Oh, it makes so much more sense. I just thought it was a fun, electronic, enjoyable sound, which is not what you, you want for an SOS. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is a jam. Does anyone need help? <laughs> they can't. They're probably just dancing. I like the more I look at these lyrics. Now I kind of get, like, maybe they were going through some things in this band together. Like, it's just sort of like, what happened to us? We're, we're not the same. Um, I don't even know who you are anymore. Someone please help. We're through. Help. You seem so far away, though you were standing near. But it sounds, like, so happy. You made me <laughs> feel alive. 
but something died, I dear. I fear, I dear. <laughs> but something died, I fear. That's that's pretty dark. Yeah, man. Hope they got it together. Um, oh, no. Well, I SOS. mean. But, you know, eight, that didn't stop 18. They just kept dancing through it. They were still smiling. Still smiling. Like a cult. From that super trooper. Super trooper. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> okay, that's all I have for <laughs> SOS. It's not that interesting. Um, <laughs> unless you have something. I... No, I don't. <laughs> all right, moving on to Dancing Queen. Yes. Um, we all know what's about to happen. Let's turn on this keyboard here because I... Bring out that keyboard. Yes. Um, Dancing Queen, first of all, right off the bat, they hit you with that glissando. And then take Which I know you. what it I know what that is now, thanks to this podcast. <laughs> when I was listening, I was like, that's a glissando. What do we do? Oh, oh. That part. It's very important. Yeah. Like, it's super simple. Three little notes. But it makes a world of difference. Like, the disco piano in this song is unstoppable. You can't stop it. You hear it all the way throughout. And I think that's what drew me to it. I played piano when I was a youngin'. Um, I tried to figure out literally every pop song I heard on piano. And I would write it down in my Bratz notebook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bratz. They were great. That's awesome. Um <laughs> And Dancing Queen was one of them. Just the melody, though. I wasn't getting fancy trying to figure out the cording. I was like 10, so, you know, just the right-hand stuff for now. Um, mm -hmm. But I love it. I love it so much. They kept it in the original key of uh, A major. I made that up. I don't know if that was the right chord. But if it, you know. This was a really good song to blow out your vocal cords as a child while you're running around your room. Oh my god, Becky, I was gonna say that! Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, even at age nine, my voice didn't go that high. <laughs> I would belt this song out thinking I was doing something with my 10-year-old self. The, the, the chorus especially... When Ogre, you are the dancing queen, young and sweet, only seventeen. Ba -bum, but then, ba -bum, ba -bum. But and then, then they take you up. You can dance. You, you can dance. Having the time of your life. I was having the time of my life. Yes, you were. It. I'm having one right now. Um. <laughs> okay, maybe I discovered something. To clean my apartment, I just need to blast this. <laughs> And just sing my little heart out, and Andy will leave and never come back. But it's okay, because I'll have a clean apartment. But like, especially when they got to that tambourine part, where they take you up a little high. Can you Man. take me high? No, no cream. No cream. You take Scott Stapp out of this conversation. The, you take your it? jars of human clay, and you get the fuck out. My apologies, everyone. It just came out like word vomit. Uh, <laughs> With arms wide open. 
So. I just saw a pretty bad video about him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. In what context exactly? It was one of those like Watch Mojo videos where they're like these so these musicians ruined their careers on stage, and he was one of them who ruined his career on stage. I forgot how, but they were pretty mad at Scott. Um. I don't know what he did. I forgot uh, that quickly, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this song definitely like I don't know how they sang it, but now that I hear it, it's heavily produced. You can really barely make out what they're saying. So I feel like they were just screaming into the mic, and they're like, you know what? Let's auto tune this out. Um, they're barely pronouncing the words anyway. It's fine. We're still dancing um, because you got that disco pi- uh, piano behind you. Um, some some funk guitar, cool synthesizers going when they do Friday night and the lights are low. Like your first, this song just hits like every every great emotion I have. It is one of my go to karaoke songs. I have a whole dance choreographed to it. Um, I'm just waiting for the day to do it again. I can't wait to go karaoke once this all blows over this uh, quarantine shit. I really um, need to do that more often because I feel like I would enjoy it. It is lot, great. But nobody I know around Becky, me likes oh my to karaoke. Gosh. I wish you were able to stay here longer and more people were here when you were here because we loved karaoke over here. I'm coming back. Please do. I'm coming back to LA. And we will karaoke the night away. Um, we <laughs> we ran out of room. Um, the guy there knows our friend who always rents it out there, so... It's it, it's great. It's great. So you're not like in front of other people. It's just a room of your Well, friends. I don't even care about being in front Me of other either. people. For some reason, <laughs> I'm terrified to give a group presentation at work. But you give me a microphone and tell me to go do karaoke and I'll give you the best Mandy Moore candy cover yes! you'll ever have. Do you remember um, when our Spanish professor made us sing an Enrique Iglesias song in front of a bunch of people? For extra credit. <laughs> yeah, we sang an Enrique Iglesias song for extra credit. It was bad. <laughs> kind of gave up you near the, the beginning. I, I just took the tambourine and I was like, all right, everybody, Dimelo Porquesta. I'm like, let's do it. Let's get it. Oh, that was so painful. If I'm going to make a fool of myself, I'm going Spanish. all the way out. Um, she also maybe be part of the play too. Were you in the play? Oh, I was not in the play. <laughs> yeah, I did that too. Um, but I'm sorry. Back to Dancing Queen. This song hits. Yes. Um, um, the vocals are great from what I can hear. Anyway, they start you out on that lower part. Um, then you get to the the chorus where you get a nice crescendo. You are the Dancing Queen, and it's like Ooh, front and center. Here you are, young that. and sweet, only 17, just looking for your king. Looking for Can your I king. something? Okay, I'm going to have to bring this up. So, 17 is always the magic number in these songs. Do you think that's a little weird? Because it's like age of consent. But it's everywhere. like Sweden. Do they do things a bit different there? I don't know. I feel like European teenagers are way more mature than American teenagers. <laughs> Probably true. Probably true. But... I don't know. I feel like 17 is always the magic number of teenagers where you're like, like, okay, so you're not a child. Yeah. I definitely still was a child. Uh, yeah, circle back sure. to me getting the Hannah Montana soundtrack. Um. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I don't know, especially in the 70s. 
I mean, look at that 70s show. Those 17-year-olds were doing a lot of things that I didn't even think were plausible um, <laughs> in that basement. So, <laughs> Or maybe we were just incredibly sheltered. Maybe that, maybe too. <laughs> I definitely didn't go to... I forgot the name of that club that became big. Oh, like that are you teen talking about... Club. Yep, yep, yep. We actually... Zero um, gravity. From, there you go. Yeah, people from my town went there, too. I was not allowed to go. Same. Um, but <laughs> the favorite, which kind of skis, skis me out now thinking about it, was the ladies' night where the ladies get in free, and it was a foam party. So you were um, covered in foam. And I'm like, okay. But you're the dancing queen, young and sweet, only 17. Hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're in the mood for dance. <laughs> yes, because that's what was going on in Zero Gravity. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't predatory at all. <laughs> nope. <clears throat> Night is young and the music's high. Like, I don't know. I just felt very grown up singing this at 10 just because of all like the little bends that they do when they sing. I feel like, look at me over here. I'm close to Christina Aguilera. So you can't <laughs> tell moving me right on nothing. to reflection. I would like uh. try to belt out that chorus each and every time, like doing my little breathing exercises. Like, look at me go on to reflection. Yeah. Just screaming at the top of my lungs oh, no. at 10 years old at the top of my bunk bed. You yeah, get see, dance. I wasn't doing any vocal exercises. I was just screaming it, which is probably why my mom had on WNUA. She's like, oh god, not this again. And, and and again, they had an ode to the Breakfast Club at the beginning, and I was thinking, you know, they're definitely gonna get another Saturday detention. Oh, the music video? Yeah. You know, okay, I had this similar thought. So I, I was watching this music video and these little shits. I started feeling bad for the principal. This is exactly how I feel about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, I fucking hate that kid. Like, First of all, Ferris. I want him to get. Okay, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. I want him to get caught because he's such a little shitbag. And that's how I felt about these kids. When they're, like, throwing volleyballs down the stairs at the principal so that's they don't dangerous. fall down the stairs. That's a lawsuit like, waiting what? to happen. You're trying to kill your principal just because he stuck you in detention? Why were you there? Hmm? What'd you hmm? do? What did you do? I once got a Saturday detention because I was late to my biology class, like, three times. Um, and in retrospect, it was because I always stopped beforehand um, to talk to... Um, I almost named the person, but maybe I shouldn't, to talk to a person of interest. Um, and <laughs> do I know this person of interest? You sure do. Sure. And <laughs> knew it. And I, I was like, it. oh, look at the time. Gotta go. And I was like, not even super late. Maybe just like two, three minutes after the bell. But she was like really, really like strict, strict about it. Um, and she always wanted us to call her doctor or whatever her last name was because she was a dentist as well. Gross. And I'm like, girl, you you didn't even get one in chemistry. Like, we're supposed to call you doctor. I'm not in your dentist office. I respect you as 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 a dentist. That's great. That's hard work, I guess. But right now we're in biology. Um, what's that got to do with anything, ma'am? True. Um, maybe she retired by now. Bless her heart. But she really did. Like, I never got in trouble at all in high school except for with her. And I remember this Saturday detention. You know what I was doing while these other kids, like, clearly, these kids didn't give a fuck. Um, and they were there often. 
Um, and they're like, oh, oh, we have someone new. I sat there. Frequent timers. Seriously. I sat there and did my college admission essays. Um, Nerd. While everyone else goofed off. <laughs> like, well, no time like the present. <laughs> well, I guess that's better than me. I, uh, I never had a detention and I never was tardy. Oh. But my school had one hallway with like seven rooms. So <laughs> you really had no excuse. It's a very small school. So, you had to, like, try hard I was going to say, ours was pretty, pretty large. I feel like they should be a bit more lenient with that if they're not already. Like, when you have different buildings in a high school, east building, north building, south building, have five different gyms. So, like, you know, cut me some slack. five rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing out the tweeter center for our graduation. It was, like, there's just too many children. Too many. Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy. You you your graduating class had more people than my town did. Oh. That's frightening. Um yeah. but yeah, that's Dancing Queen. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 fantastic. Please listen to the original as well. I feel like after this I'm going to want to listen to it. It also gets you with like those little operatic choruses at the beginning. It's, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to sound like crap here. I was drinking coffee. Um, it's, it's great, guys. Just trust us. And, and once again, um, you can listen along with the link in the episode description to this awesome album. Um, around here is when I started to get tired after Dancing Queen. I, it took <laughs> everything that I had out of me. But you, we're slowly starting to simmer down. But we have one more heavy hitter. Would just take a chance on me. Take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. Um, which I think is this the same as Super Trooper, where it's like a cold open, where there's no. Mm-hmm. Man. It's like a little jam, little jam. Yeah. So this. This to me sounds like the Vanga Boys. The Vanga. This remake. With the Vanga Boys. They did the Six Flags song. Oh! That's what this song reminds me of. We like to party. We like, we like to party. They also like to party. Yeah, they should have gotten together. So, fun fact about this song. So, this song features the little chanting of, I think, mostly the guys. It's one of the only times you hear them where they're like, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance. So, originally, fun ABBA fact, uh, the song's origins sprang from one of the members, Olves, whose hobby was running. So while he was running, he would sing like a rhythm to himself over and over while he was running. And that's how he came up with Take a Chance. And like the the repeated sound of that in the lyrics, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. It, it adds the momentum to the song. It's like you're going somewhere, you know, chugging along, like a like a love train all over again. Except it's a <laughs> yep a I chance mean, train taking these, a chance. <laughs> we we should add these to marathon playlists <laughs> and market it as like getting a better time with these songs. Like they like yeah. Yeah, and this one, I appreciate it. Like, whatever you want to do, man. We can go dancing. We can go walking. Doesn't matter. As long as we're together, as as we're together. you know? It's you very know. nice. Play some music. Maybe some talking. 
get to know you better. Um, and what's kind of creepy <laughs> is they, uh, they, they dream, this person, they dream when they're alone with them, and it's magic. And uh, What? So much that I want to do when I dream I'm alone with you, it's magic. <clears throat> oh. So, hmm. getting it spicy hmm. there, 18s. Wow, these 13-year-olds. <laughs> that has to be big for Sweeten, though. Like a, like a ABBA com- comeback. Not that they ever yeah. left, probably. You know. <laughs> no. I think they had a reunion <clears throat> somewhat recently. And can I say, um, all of the live performances I see of 18s doing this, that one blonde child's hair is always so big and curly yeah. and full of secrets. And I, <laughs> she just looks like there's a lot going on with her. Um, I don't know. She she freaked me out. Her, they all did, actually. Back to the, they never stopped smiling. I was a little worried. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's take a chance. Take a chance, take a chance, yeah. take a chance, chance. And again, I my notes for this was, I'm out of energy and I want to sit down. <laughs> I need to take a sit for a while. Um. Um, let, oh, you know what? You know what? You know what? I I didn't write a lot down for Lay All Your Love On Me. Because um, I don't really have any like technical notes on it. But I just really love oh, it. Oh, I do. I love it so much. It just sounds so pretty and free. Um, and... This one on Mamma Mia is <laughs> when they're going to their uh, bachelor and bachelorette parties. And Amanda, how do you say that child's name? Seyfried? Seyfried? The one who played Karen? I thought it was Seyfried. There you go. Amanda Seyfried. She's singing this um, to her um, husband-to-be. Um, but the guys are singing the uh, chorus at first with flippers on. And they do like this cute little dance <laughs> and then jump in the ocean. It's fun and cute. Cute and fun. Um, well, I have a fun fact for you <clears throat> as to why you might like this oh song. I pulled this just for you. I actually have two fun facts that I pulled just for you. <laughs> so, in the original version of Lay All Your Love On Me, um, it was known for a descending vocal sound at the end of every verse, immediately preceding the, the refrain. I was like, oh, I kind of understand what that means. And this was achieved by sending the vocals into a harmonizer device, which was set up to produce a slightly lower-pitched version of the vocal. What? But wait, there's more. <laughs> In turn, its output was fed back into the input, thereby, thereby continually lowering the pitch of the vocal. Because Anderson and Olvis felt that the chorus of the song sounded like a hymn, so parts of the vocals and the choruses were run through a vocoder to recreate the sound of a church congregation singing slightly out of tune. Oh, that's fun! You know Isn't what? It, it does sound like one of those amen choruses. Do, do. That's the amen chorus at the end. Um. <laughs> but I was like, that's super awesome because well, like, I never would have thought of this as a hymn, but now that you told me that. Like, that's all I hear. Yeah, now me too. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It is a hymn. It is. 
But why not? You know. There you go. You know, I was gonna there take that go. further, but I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. I'm gonna just leave it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to like, go into the name of the game? Because I have another fun fact for you that you'll like. Um, please tell me. Um, this gave me, again, like when we were getting into S Club's R and B phase, it kind of gave mm-hmm. me that. Like, let's slow it down a bit. Let's get an R and B jam going, kind of. Um, and really more harmonies, and I love it. Well, I love the harmonies on Mozart, so, but yeah, love it. In the 18s version, I always liked how it started off super hardcore, like R&B baller status. And like it sounds like there's a badass bully walking in through the high school halls, you know, in those movies where they like throw open the doors and there's like wind blowing through their hair and they're walking through the halls like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> you know, am I alone in that? That's what I pictured. In this song. I could see it. I could see it. Okay. But, going off of what you said about S Club 7, I'm going to bring back, full circle it, because you want to know and where ABBA got inspiration for this song was? (laughs) Where? Not S Club 7. I was going to say, oh no. (laughs) It's inspired by Stevie Wonder's I Wish. Stop. No. They acknowledged that they were inspired by Stevie Wonder's music and wrote the name of the game. What part of I wish? (laughs) Yep. Looking back on when I was a little nappy-headed boy. They said it was the opening riff on bass and synthesizer. Which is also (laughs) what Will Smith used to cover. I mean, used to... um, he sampled that for Wild Wild West. <laughs> when I roll wild, into the Wild Wild West. Wild West. <laughs> Never saw that movie. It's horrible. <laughs> but in a good way? Uh, no. No. Damn. No. Um, wow. I'm going to have to take a listen to this again. Mm. You know, this just goes to show you how influential Stevie is. Like, they're... It, it. <laughs> another pop very white pop group trying to come in well you know S Club wasn't very white they had a black guy so <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got one out of seven one out of seven um, I would also like to point out fun fact um, I'm just full of them uh, Kathy Kathy Dennis, mm, our yeah. friend. Kath. Uh, I believe she produced and helped write Upside Down. <gasps> so Kathy is a that. very big part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Kath, wherever you are. I have a quick story about Upside Down. Um, since I don't know if we're gonna do that album, but We might we might bring it back around, but we'll we'll tell your story. Um a friend of mine. Um, got married <laughs> two, three years ago. I don't remember. Um, point is, um, things were going as normal on the uh, reception dance floor. Um, but then this person's brother hijacked the Spotify list. And I'm standing there oh. on the floor with my wine. And all of a sudden, I hear the opening <laughs> to Upside Down. The what? up, up, upside down. And I like flashback to my Chrysler minivan 
driving to school. <laughs> and I'm like, where am I? What's happening? And like a bunch of people left the floor. But then I turn around and my friend, I'm going to name drop him. My friend Schwartz is standing there. And he like looks at me and like gives me a nod. And I'm like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one who knew that song or liked nope. it enough to play it at a wedding. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't play it at a wedding. <laughs> but his family, they had like a whole dance to it. Like it was like their little thing. Whoa. Like him and his cousins had like a little dance to the chorus. Meanwhile, I'm on the floor just like jumping around like, yes! So it's me and the Schwartzes <laughs> on the dance floor while everyone's like, what is going on? Um, <laughs> what was Dante doing at this time? See, he was actually like mingling with other people because oh, um, okay. some of his family were there, but I couldn't be bothered. As a matter of fact, I was kind of sort of rude, but I apologized. Um, we were talking to one of his family members, but then a song came on. I don't remember which one. I just knew I had to go. So I was I was like, we were talking to them for a while. They just don't understand. They don't. Agree. They were talking for a while. And I was like, um. Excuse I me, go. I don't mean to be rude, but I got, the, the, I, I gotta go to the dance floor. <laughs> gotta go right now. At that point, that wasn't it. It was something else. But I was like, I was like, you want to go? You guys want to go dance? And they're like, no, no, we'll stay here. And I was like, all right, cool. Cool, bye. And <laughs> I had to, bye. <laughs> I had to go. He's not a dancer, but I, I stayed on that floor. I had no choice. I had a lot of wine that night. Um. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of cute. You have a dance that your entire family likes. That's fun. That's cute. And I was like, oh my god, you too? And then I did shots with all his cousins. I don't remember any other names, but hey, shout out to you guys. <laughs> that sounds like a night. Oh, what a sounds night. Sounds like a good night. Um, But that's my upside down story. Okay. That was a good Thanks. one. That was a good one. Um, I'm going to move right along to our last summer pretty chill chill ending to the party we just had here this is when you're like lying on the floor <laughs> on your carpet just like i made it through the whole album did anyone else think of albums as like your own concert performance or was oh, that just me absolutely i was like all right this is my last song <laughs> i just gotta make it through and then i would have done a full performance thank you all for coming tonight it's been great uh springing down a bit Thanks, cats. Thanks, stuffed animals. You've been real. What I appreciate is there's more oboe in here now. Yes. Um, which I, I... This song makes no sense as a teenager singing this. No. Especially in the lyrics when they're like, we had a drink in the cafe and you talked of politics and philosophy and i smiled like mona lisa and i was like you're 13 was a, what philosophy do you have was a frappuccino like and they were talking about um yeah i know i i was trying to think of something deep when you were 13 <laughs> they were talking about the significance of the last degrassi the next generation episode um i mean i guess you would get some philosophy out of that I mean, it was either Degrassi, The O.C., <laughs> or Skins. It was oh, one of those man. three. Skins gave me unrealistic, like... <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see that as an actual teenager, because I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in your Cadillac or your Chrysler minivan <laughs> listening to Upside Down? <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. That's what you were doing. Meanwhile, they're dropping E, going out to clubs, and then still going to school and getting A's. Couldn't be me. Nope. Um, 
<laughs> Another verse that I really like in this song is how it ends, where it goes, because um, she's super sad, right? Because it's she spent the summer with this guy, or the guy spent it with this girl, and um, now they're all grown up. And she says, "And now you're working in a bank, the family man, the football fan, and your name is Harry. Why would he change his name?" <laughs> <laughs> was his name not Harry before? You went and got a name change on me. You're just you're not the same. And she goes on to say, "How dull it seems, yet you're the hero of my dreams," <laughs> which is not very dull. Um, I guess he, he's trying to make a living for himself. Okay, you know it can't all be fun and games. The bank job may not yeah. be that fun. Elizabeth, I don't know her name, but he's trying. Yeah, he's working in a bank. That that's a respectable job. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) Sitting in some cafe, smiling like Mona Lisa and your frappuccino. Get a job. (laughs) The bar used to tell us every day, "You again." Oh, you're stealing our free Wi-Fi. Please stop writing your screenplay here. It will never get directed. About Harry. <laughs> the family man, the football man, Harry. The one got away. What a wild ride we All went right, on. All right, well. <laughs> what huh? a wild ride we've been on with the uh, 18s here. I know. We got through the whole track listing. Um... I just wanted to mention, um, so the band broke up in um, 2006, officially, um, and not much happened with any of the members after that. Um, They all tried to do their own solo careers, and it all failed. Uh, You can find find some of their albums on Spotify. I listened to um, Marie's uh, singles and... Her album, blonde one. In case you didn't know, it was bad. Oh. It was real bad. I was like, I thought your voice would be better, <laughs> but it's not. So I guess, yeah, you weren't. Yeah, that's not good. It's not Don't great. Um, Amit Amit Paul also has his own album. It kind of sounds like Howie Day. Oh, kind of sounds like that. It, it's not oh. good. All right. It's a little. It's a little weird. Um, at least a cover of Olivia Newton-John's "Physical," and I was really uncomfortable listening to it because I was like, "Man, I listened to you at 18s, and it was so wholesome." And I don't know. I was a kid, and now I'm hearing you do Olivia Newton-John's "Physical," which I didn't feel uncomfortable when Olivia Newton-John was singing it, but the way she sings it is really creepy. Um, and I did see she had some, some other single called <clears throat> Glamour Bitch. That sounds like some made-up screen bitch. name. Um, I'm Glamour Bitch 89 at AOL.com. I can't find it anywhere, though. It was available. Can't find it anywhere. So I guess we know how that went. Bitch. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's where they are now. Um, they haven't really done anything since then. I also haven't seen them 
doing any reunions, I would totally go see them <laughs> as a reunion show. Just saying. Uh, if we ever have concerts again, I'd do that. Drive in uh, 18. So, do you concert. have anything you'd like? Do you have anything you'd like to wrap up about the 18? Um, I would say, guys, go ahead and also give their second album a listen. I didn't like too many from the third one, but the second album. My favorites from that one were Upside Down and Halfway Around the World. I still sing Halfway Around the World to this day. Another great one for practicing your 10-year-old belting. But at this point, I was like 12, and it's like, okay, I'm in 7th grade choir. I gotta step it up a notch. Um, <laughs> See, I liked Sugar Rush. That was... Yes, that too. And yeah. once we get to Dream Street as well, they, ha- I don't know who came first. I got to look it up. But they both had a version of Sugar Rush, which was essentially the same. Like, except theirs was with four people. Mm-hmm. Dream Streets was with five guys singing. Ah, five guys. Uh, was with <laughs> <laughs> get some French fries. Um, Sugar Rush. I love that too. Um, yeah, the second album, it's not as exhilarating as this first one because it's not a bunch of ABBA covers but it's still pretty great in its own right like they show you we can do yeah. originals too guys we can be fun like upside yeah, down I need to give it I need to give it a re-listen because uh, I haven't listened to it in a very long time so I'm gonna add that to my list maybe we'll cover it again if we if we feel the need to whip back around to 18s um so who knows but the energy doesn't but... stop here because um, next time we're doing Jump 5, and they have way more energy than 18. <laughs> and I have never in my life heard a Jump 5 song. Like, you thought... I think there's four of them as well. Oh, no, five, because there's five. Jump 5. Um, <laughs> I just don't remember everyone. The ones I remember was this blonde dude... Because he had a lot of the solos. Oh, and then, they're the Christian teen pop group. Okay. Yeah, they, and they did a version of God Bless the USA, which... Oh, God. I'm like, what are you... Why? And it coincidentally came out around um, September 11th. So, like, Ooh. immediately after that, I remember Radio Disney playing their version of God Bless the USA. And I was like, I... You have to hear their version and be like, what's going on? Um... <laughs> Oh, no. They really do it, though. But, yeah, um, it's another, like, dance pop-like album, so. Okay. I'm going into this one completely blind, (laughs) so this will be interesting for me. Yeah, the, yeah. I, yeah. Um, (laughs) you'll see. It's great. We're we're not going to cover their Christmas album, even though that's also a, a wild ride. Um. Yeah, guys. Jump five. Get ready. Um, Also, wanted to point out, we'll be putting together a playlist of current pop songs that we're digging. Um, I think we can start featuring that on the next episode. Um, And that way you'll get to hear what we're currently listening to, um, how this music has shaped our current taste. um, And we'll, we'll get working on that for the next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's wrap it up and we'll see you guys next time.